0: The episode of Six Minute Monday where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Tip number one, it is a recovery tip. This one goes out there to anybody in their spring football season here in New York City who's tweaked their ankle. The worst thing you could do is go home after the game and do nothing. Maybe put a little ice on it, watch Netflix. No, that's not that's not the way to recover. The best way to recover is to get blood flow into that area, and one of the best, most simple ways to do that, it requires no equipment. You just sit home, and you begin to gently write the alphabet with your big toe. Imagine that you've taken your big toe, you've dipped it in a a vat of ink, you have a canvas in front of you, just write the alphabet with your big toe. Do it in capital letters, then do it in lowercase letters, do it uh, five or six times that night before you go to bed. I'd almost like to say it'll cut your recovery time in half. I have no statistical data to prove that, but I've seen it completely and totally increase your recovery time for any and all athletes that we've trained slash coached. Tip number two, uh, something I'm experimenting with. This has, it's links nicely to getting more blood flow to an injured area. So you know about my, my knee. I've had issues in my knee stemming from me being stupid and trying to run while I had no feeling in my right leg due to nerve issues. Anyway, uh, what I'm starting to feel now, now that I've lost pain in other spots, I'm probably about 85% capacity Go here, I feel like my shin is actually locked into my kneecap. It's probably just really tight muscles, like like overcompensating for things, both in my calf and in my quad. So what I'm doing is I'm taking a, a band, one of my Elite FTS bands, I'm wrapping one end around a weight rack, another end around my foot, and I'm allowing that band to distract My leg. So it's called a banded distraction. And what it's doing is pulling my shin and my leg, uh, my lower leg, out of my kneecap where it feels like it's jammed in. While I'm doing it, two for one bonus, I am using the pliability drills from the great Tom Brady in TB12. So while that band is pulling on my ankle, I am then using the pliability drills from TB12. What is that? Well, what what you do is you actually press down on that muscle, you provide stimulation on that muscle with your hand, and I'm just pressing on my quad, and I'm moving my, my fingers with a hard compression as I'm flexing my quad, and I'm moving my fingers toward my heart. I'm doing it on the inside of my quad, the outside of my quad, and if I can actually reach it, I'm doing it on the top of my shin. I'm actually doing it right now as I'm speaking to you. And it feels pretty good. So that's what the pliability drill is. I'll get more into that. I promised a podcast on this, and I will do it at some point. It's just been a, a really, really crazy couple of months, and I can explain that also in a podcast later. Okay, tip number three, the quote that I am thinking about. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I'll say that again. When the student is ready the teacher will appear. So I coach with a bunch of guys. I train a bunch of guys that are coaches, and the common thing that's going on right now is we're having such a hard time connecting to some of these kids. They just don't want to learn. They're basically unable to be coached. And we're all kicking ourselves saying, what are we doing wrong as coaches? Maybe we're not just relating to the modern athlete. Maybe it's an impossible time because we're coaching kids outside of their season and they haven't been in school they don't ha- interact with other people. But what I'm starting to realize is you can't teach someone who doesn't want to be taught or can't be taught. They need to be ready. And when they're ready, then they're going to realize how good of a teacher you are. So you can't give up on that kid. Don't just totally throw that kid to the wayside. You keep trying to teach, but when that kid is ready... When that kid's ready to learn, then and only then are your teachings going to appear to that student. Okay, tip number four, something I'm listening to that movie. This kind of relates to people practicing uh, and athletes. This is a Tim Ferriss podcast. He's talking to George Mumford, who is the mental coach, the mental wellness coach of of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Anyway, Tim Ferriss said, like, what was one thing that stuck out about Michael Jordan to you? And he said, Michael Jordan... Always practiced. This is like after multiple NBA championships. He always practiced like he was trying to make the team. That is sick, man. I, you know, you, you coach a high school athlete who's basically accomplished nothing, acting as if they're the greatest player that's ever lived. They have, they've accomplished nothing in their lives, and they're walking on a practice field. And then you have the greatest basketball player that ever lived. Sorry, LeBron. And for all you guys who love LeBron, whatever. I'm the Jordan guy. You're the greatest, maybe possibly the greatest athlete that ever lived. Practicing every single day as if he's trying to make the team. I love that. I, I would, <laughs> if you're a young guy, if you're at work, whatever, whatever your scenario is, you should take the philosophy everywhere you go. Try like you're trying to make the coaching staff, like you're trying to get a, that new job, like you're trying to uh, get, get your wife to date you, right? Like whatever it is, keep acting like you're trying to make the team. And you're going to have a good life. If you start taking things for granted, you start thinking you're too good, all that stuff's going to fly away. It's all going to go away. Okay, tip number five, a productivity tip. This is great advice for any employee, anybody who's got a job, right? They're struggling. I don't know what I want to do. Or anyone who doesn't know what they want to do with their life. What you need to do is find two things. One, find your passion. Like, what do you love doing? Then two, got to find your strength, right? if you you have a passion but you're terrible at something it's probably not gonna help you out in your career maybe you make that thing your hobby but if you have a passion and it matches up with your strength I'm really good at this and I love this right so I have my passion I have my strength now what you need to do is find where that can help make you money if you're an entrepreneur where in the world do they need the meeting of your passion and your strength if you work for a company where in that company do they actually need your passion and your strength? So find your passion, find your, find your strength, and then find a spot in your company, in the world, somewhere where those two things connected can provide benefit to other people. And that they're willing to pay you for. All right, That should really help people start to focus their lives on what they're going to do with their careers. Okay, tip number six, the thing that entertained me most this week, or the strangest thing I saw this week. So we were doing our uh, tough man training I don't know why, but Mario Mach, he seemed to have missed one of the laps of our sessions. So the way we do our sessions is we kind of just, sometimes we'll do circuits and we'll build them up, break them down, and for whatever reason, he he missed one of those sessions or one of those brackets of building them up and breaking it down. So instead of going, like, say, 5 yards, 10 yards, 20 yards, in that order, he decided, I'm going to double up all those yards and give myself a 30-yard slider to a 30-yard prowler. Now, the ground was insanely dry, as our guys like to say. It was scorched earth. Anyway, uh, Mach does his set, and then instantly uh, begins to vomit. He walks over to by the parking lot and starts uh, vomiting pretty heavily. It was pretty sickening. Anyway, at about the same time, there was another group of guys. I don't know why, but they had gotten up at 6.30 to play baseball at the park. Like, not a baseball game, just, like, hit baseballs at each other and catch them at 6.30 a.m. on a Saturday. They are now getting back in their car to go home and who was puking in front of their car but the great Mario Mock. And uh, I look over, and they're just sitting there staring at Mario Mock. And I remember saying to myself when these kids get up, I said, what type of guys get up on a Saturday to just basically play catch and hit a couple of baseballs at each other? And they were probably saying, what type of guys get up on a Saturday so they could projectile vomit in front of my car? It really was a, a pretty interesting moment as they were just staring at Mario Mock. All right, people. Enjoy the rest of your week. This podcast is brought to you by Microsky, your one-stop shop for IT and computer services. Now, I've been a customer of these guys for years, and here's why. They make things easy. My computer had died. They came, picked up my computer, recovered all my data, and then set me up with a new computer in three days. Fully loaded, I just pressed the on button, and I'm ready to go. Made my life super, super easy. Now, they don't only specialize in computer repair. They also specialize in cloud backup, data recovery, cybersecurity, and IT support plans. Do not be like me. Do not wait until your computer dies to get in touch with these guys. Visit microskyms.com slash contact. Microsky, that's skym scom slash contact. If you want a free month of cloud backup, make sure you put AT2020 in the referred by field in the contact form. Again, that's AT2020. Do not wait like I did. Contact them today.